0: You are Locked On Big 12, your daily podcast on the Big 12 Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
1: It is the weekly meeting of the Big 12 super friends. It is the roundest of tables, it is the bestest of friends here. Uh, on a Tuesday night as we do this every single week. I am Josh Neighbors, the host of the Locked On Big 12 podcast. To my right, it is Stephen Simcox. He is the host of the Locked On Horn Frogs podcast. To his right, it is John Williams. He, was the, he is the host of the Locked On Sooners podcast. Below him, it is Linda Godfrey, the host of the Locked On Pokes podcast. And then to her left, it is Jacob Hatch, the host of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Is everybody squared away? Are we all good? We're good. All right, guys. So we have a a couple governor's races tonight. We have a story about a monkey. We've got, um, obviously, you know, we've got uh, what else is going on? A World Series. Nothing nothing else. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what else we got? You know what else? That ridiculous song And that ridiculous <laughs> 13 person co- Committee making us All angry on the interwebs um, We had our First round Of uh, of College football playoff rankings And that is where We're we going to start So a couple things before we get into this um, Just This is an initial ranking obviously You know You're going to feel certain ways about this I think one thing is the committee, like us, understands that some of this stuff is going to play itself out. So we should all understand that as we approach this, all right? So let's take a look at it right now. No, John says no. All right, so uh, take a look at this list. Here you go. The teams that are going to come in, and this is kind of a weird way they structured it. I'm going to move the bottom right thing that I have right there. So uh, on the bottom right of the screen, the bottom left is where I removed, Bottom right is where the rankings start. Our Big 12 and Big 12 affiliated teams begin at number 15 with Jacob Hatch's BYU Cougars. Jacob, go to you first on this one. How do we feel 15? I think it's pretty fair for the Cougs. It's also a pretty good ranking.
2: Yeah, I, I actually think it was a little higher than I anticipated I because looking at the AP poll and the coaches poll on Sunday, they were 17th in the AP poll, and they also saw them 20th in the coaches poll. I just felt like they were probably going to be in that 17 to 20 range. But sitting at 15, they're actually only one spot behind where they checked in in the initial rankings last year in 2020 when the Cougars were 9-0. So I think a lot of respect being given to BYU, the fact that they've played six power five opponents so far this year and have gone 5-1 and one against them.
1: And a nice win in the Bronco Bowl this past <laughs> weekend against Wild uh, Bronco, yes, Bronco Hall and UVA. Steve, I'll go to you next on Baylor. All right. The Baylor Bears team you're very familiar with covering in that West Texas market. Um, I think twelve is a really is a really strong rating. I think it's correct too. I think there's one thing that we've learned from watching Baylor this year is that like they are a really strong one loss team. Lost a, co- a close game to Oklahoma State, and besides that, have been blemish free. And I- I've said this a bunch, but I think they pose the best challenge to Oklahoma because of what they do on both sides of the ball. I could see them winning a low scoring game and a higher-scoring game against the Sooners because of how their team plays. Stephen, how do you feel about Baylor at 12? I think it's a good spot for them to be in. Uh, you know, the, the identity shift that we've talked
3: about and you sort of laid out there for them has been pretty remarkable. To turn around in one year from from 2-7 and seven to what they are now, which is a really balanced group that gets after you on defense and can run the football and then use that to get into the passing game uh, with a quarterback who is – gaining confidence, I think, by the week in Gary Bohannon. And, you know, the schedule for them sort of lightens up. You still have the Oklahoma game looming, and that's going to be huge. But they've already played Oklahoma State. They've already played Iowa State. They obviously took that loss to Oklahoma State, uh, which will loom large if, if the Pokes can, you know, run the table here. Um, or if, even if they lose a game, they'll, they'll have that tiebreaker situation. But I feel like Baylor's in a good spot. Um, and it, it, you know, if they can take care of their business against everyone and then find a way – to put up a good showing or steal a game against Oklahoma, then um, they'll they'll be at least in the conversation, which for Dave Aranda in year two um, it is a pretty big upshot from, from where they were last season during the, the COVID year.
1: And then, Linda, we'll go to number 11 now to get your thoughts here on the pokes right there. I think, to me, this ranking shows that they kind of see that loss to Iowa State the way I see it. It's a close loss, but it's lost a came result of, of a kind of a shoddy spot. And that's why they're right behind a great brand like Notre Dame. They're right behind an undefeated Wake Forest. They're right behind, uh, right behind their rival, Oklahoma, too. A team that's really imperfect, but performance wise, has either won or been as close as you can be to winning every single game they've played this year.
0: Yeah, I was uh, shocked for sure at the beginning of the year. I did not anticipate being where we are now. I think it speaks volumes to Jim Knowles and what he's done with that defense that I think without a doubt I would say is the best defense in the Big 12. Uh, he can do so many different – he he has so many different packages and he keeps uh, offenses on their toes. It's why that defense keeps us in games. Whew, we got to get through West Virginia. You know where I've been in this situation before as an Oklahoma State fan where it's like in control of your own destiny type of thing, and I think they really are. And because of that, I can't think forward to, well, we have Texas Tech and uh, we have OU and, and TCU, sorry. and <laughs> But I can't, think, I can't think forward to, to what we have before OU and, and put OU on that like pedestal that they so like to be on. And uh, I think we just got to take it one week at a time. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm feeling real petty this evening. Uh, As most gets, of the nation is, I think.
1: that's yeah, That gets us to John in Oklahoma. So, John, I know you're locked on now, but the sooner are oh, number man. eight, behind Michigan, behind Cincy, behind Ohio State, and then obviously your top four, Georgia, Bama, Michigan State, and Oregon. What is your main – we'll kind of go along with that? everybody can get in this conversation – What's your main gripe? What is your main gripe with Oklahoma at eight? Where do you think they should be? Uh, What are your thoughts? Excuse me. What are your thoughts here on this? Yeah. So uh, coming into
4: this, you know, I was expecting them to be somewhere like four or five. You know, I I think kind of reasonable expectations probably had them about five. I I was expecting Alabama, you know, Georgia, Alabama, Michigan State to be in that top four in some particular order. What I was not expecting was Oregon what I was not expecting was necessarily Michigan either. Like I can see you could, I can see a case for Ohio state and Cincinnati. And if you want to throw Oregon up there because of that opening season loss or win over Ohio state, I, I can understand it, but to have four one loss teams up there ahead of Oklahoma, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Just, just somebody make it make sense. And yes, Oklahoma has played a lot of close games this year, but they won them all They're undefeated and they're coming off of a 31 point win over a Texas Tech team they have a a 21 point win over TCU just a couple weeks ago yeah that Kansas game looked bad but they also scored 35 points in the second half to not only win but win by double digits and in in a game that they didn't show up for the first half and so it it just it kind of still boggles my mind And, and again it's still the issue that I have with college football a little bit in that the style points seem to matter more than just winning football games and this is what this is showing. This is what the college football playoff committee is showing with this ranking. Again, I can kind of understand it. I mean, Alabama is the team that's always going to be the, the getting the excuses and, and put up there regardless of what they do. Um, you know, Michigan state had a great win over Michigan, but putting Michigan uh, ahead of OU, it, again, it doesn't make sense. And it, it puts me in a position where I'm like, can I trust the college football playoff Committee to do the right thing? Even if Oklahoma wins out, because uh, no. now you've got two SEC teams, you've got, four, or was it three Big Ten teams ahead of Oklahoma? And depending on all the chaos that happens at the end of the season, what's this going to look like? Already, I mean, Oklahoma's got some big games ahead of them. They're not going to be able to afford a loss. Even if they go undefeated, is the college football playoff going to do the right thing? And I want to speak on Cincinnati's behalf too. I'm a little bit irritated for them because Cincinnati Mm -hmm. is doing everything that you could ask a group of five team to do, and you're still going to slot them sixth. And it just continues to show that the facade that the college football playoff is – for anybody outside of the Power Five, which is one of the reasons I'm most looking forward to expansion, is that it gives everybody a chance. Like, not just Oklahoma, but everybody. Like, it gives a Cincinnati a chance. It gives a UCF, a BYU a chance. Now, BYU is going to be in the Power Five soon, but I mean, everybody gets a chance in an expanded playoff. But yeah, I'm I just, it, it's just hard for me to get my mind around the idea that four one loss teams deserve a right, deserve to, to be higher than Oklahoma.
1: Yeah, I think it, you know the, on the Cincinnati point. Let's just let's just tackle that first. BYU, honestly, I'm pretty surprised they got the treatment they did, right, Jacob? Because look what Cincinnati got. Yeah. Where is UTSA? Where is well, SMU? And where that, is Houston?
2: That that's the thing about all this is the the college football playoff committee. Their reasoning, so called, it, it makes no sense because. I think UTSA is a very good football team, but if you if you read the transcript or you listened to that phone call with uh, Gary Barta, he essentially said, okay, well, UTSA, they haven't beaten anybody, so to say. And he also, about Cincinnati, well, they beat Notre Dame, but who else have they beaten? Kate, okay. as Josh says, they're winning football games. Give them credit for doing what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to go out and win games. Give them that credit. I, I, I don't know. It, it, it boggles my mind.
1: And then I want to go back also to this quote from earlier in the evening where, where Gary Barton, and this applies to both Cincinnati and Oklahoma, where Gary Barton said about Ohio State, quote, they don't yet have a signature win. And because Oregon beat them the head to- in the head-to-head, head, that was an important piece of, uh, important criteria, important part of the criteria. End quote. The first comment is, well, if that's the case, then why are they ahead of Cincinnati? I would say that's true for both Cincinnati and Oklahoma because while those teams might not have a signature win and Cincinnati's got one, they beat Notre Dame in South Bend. It's a top 10 team. And I mean, here's the thing about this. Here's, so they should be up there. There's a signature win. That's what I'm saying. They should be up there for Oklahoma. Like, sure. They don't have maybe a signature win, but they haven't lost. And that's the part that bothers me is that what, Ohio State has run over basically everybody they played. And, look, while Penn State is a decent football team, um, Penn State lost to Illinois at home. And Penn State goes the next week. And, uh, you know, they put up a nice fight against Ohio State. And they really gave them a tough time. But Penn State's not that – you know, I'm actually trying to – let me double check here in the in these rankings. Um, Penn State not pictured here, right? No, is anybody else – Penn State's not in these. No Penn State. So – you know, that's that's the kind of stuff we have to square. Now, Stephen, one thing about this is, I think we have to realize, this stuff is going to start to work itself out, right? Like, it's going to work itself out. The one issue I have, though, is the three Big Ten teams because they're basically putting the Big Ten in line to go to the playoff. Mm-hmm. That's what I didn't like because Ohio State's got a loss, but they're right there. Michigan being ahead of OU – puts them right there. So maybe in position to, to you know, things while well, hell breaks loose, uh, you know, the second place team in the Big Ten West might vulture a spot. God forbid somebody beats them in the Big Twelve champion, the Big Ten Championship game, whatever. But you guys see what I'm saying here. So, Stephen, uh, I'll go to you first on this. Like the Big Ten getting a lot of respect right here, but also at the same time, there seems to be an expectation that some of these things are going to work themselves out. They will. I mean, you have some head-to-head matchups that
3: will – Put teams in good situations. As John kind of laid out there, OU at eight. I mean, they'll have opportunities to win games and move up. But, yeah, the the love for the Big Ten is confounding. I mean, does it matter that much that Minnesota's at 20? No, but at the same time, it does. Like, they lost to Bowling Green earlier this year. It doesn't make any sense that they're sitting there at, at number 20. As you said before we got on, Josh, like Iowa has proven to be very fraudulent, and they're still there in the top 25 at 22. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't – like, I don't understand the obsession – with the same brand names every year. like I'm exaggerating here a little bit. Uh, shocking, I know. But one of the big reasons why the BCS was put to bed was because we wanted to see different matchups. Like, we wanted to get an opportunity to see a Cincinnati get in. Or, you know, Boise State, when they were rolling, get a chance to play for a national championship, get a chance to play in a semifinal. Um, like, give those schools an opportunity. Like, what does it hurt to let Cincinnati play Georgia? I don't know if they'll score on them. But I don't know if, you know, like – Ohio State will either. Like we, we just we we don't have um, the the proof that they're just gonna get blown out of the water. And honestly, I mean people are gonna watch. People are still gonna show up in the stadium. You're not gonna lose that much on the bottom line. Like I, I don't buy this theory of people are just trying to line their pockets. Like nobody watches live TV anymore except for sports. We're gonna tune into the college football right. playoff. Just tell us who's in. Like tell us who's playing the games and we're gonna watch it. Um, so As long as they're not on New Year's
1: Eve, which I believe the first round of the playoff is on New Year's Eve this year, mm-hmm. which is one of the yeah. dumbest things that they've ever done. And that is just like, that is the worst, one of the worst decisions ever. Cause you know what I everybody's mean, doing no. on New Year's Day? Everybody's hungover, sitting around. Linda, go ahead.
0: I was gonna, well, I mean, I can drink effectively on my couch and watch college football on New Year's <laughs> Eve. I think it'll be fine.
1: <laughs> but no, but here's the thing as a college kid, and I was in college. I mean, I would, but like, how fun is that? Right. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I think Michigan State actually ironically got slaughtered against Alabama uh, that year. It was on, it was, it was that, it was that matchup on New Year's Eve. But that's kind of where, you know, that, and also for the Big 12, here's the nightmare situation. If Alabama beats, if Alabama beats Georgia, we are all in some deep, deep trouble, right? Because, that basically guarantees you two things here. One, Alabama and Georgia are in. Two, the big Twi- the Big 10 uh, the Big 10 West kind of winner is going to get themselves there in, right? Between Michigan State, and Michigan, Ohio State, we figure one of those teams is going to find themselves in there. And then the final thing, three, if Oregon wins out, like I think Oklahoma should jump them personally because Oklahoma would then Oklahoma's last run is going to involve them beating Baylor, Oklahoma State, and one of those teams most likely twice, right, if they want to, win, if they want to go to undefeated the college football playoff, and also an Iowa State team. But the big question here is, even if Oregon runs the table the rest of the way, are they going to dislodge them from that four spot? Now, I know this is hypothetical, but just saying this is a very real scenario because how invested should Georgia be in a championship game against Alabama where, hey, should we show them all of our cards? Because we might see these guys again. Do we really want to show them everything right here in this, in this game? And then also, and even if they, even if they do, it's like, okay, they're, they're still good to go. Th- that's what I'm concerned about. And I know, once again, people say it oh, play itself out, it'll work itself out. There is a bit more congestion here than I remember. There's a whole lot of teams that can find them. I mean, Cincinnati's in position to be perfect. Wake Forest is an outside shot. Oklahoma's got a great chance. If we're already excusing Ohio State, they're going to be up there right now. Oregon just needs to sweep that 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 rest of schedule, which they don't always do, but it's doable. Um, does anybody, John? I'll let you go first in this. Like, this this is not the easiest road here to take in general. I think to 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 you know, and you know, everybody always says it's going to work itself out. I feel like we have a bit more treachery in that category this year.
4: Yeah, and I think that's kind of what got set up here in the in these initial rankings is that. Like if Oregon wins out, I mean, how can you move them down out of the four spot? Like you're then you're going to have to have somebody jump them, which is going to piss off the Pacific Northwest. And then, you know, Ohio state does the same thing. And they, you know, if they get in or Michigan state, one of those two teams, or what if Ohio state beats Michigan state, and then you have a one loss big 10 champ, and then you got Michigan state, how far do they fall after losing to, you know, supposedly the, the top five, a top five team. And then. there's just so much here there's so much in front of oklahoma that even if those teams beat up on each other you can end up with like six or seven one loss teams or Mm -hmm. six one loss teams in cincinnati but how much do those teams fall even if oklahoma is undefeated like the college football playoff will then be having to justify jumping oklahoma over these teams that lost to a you know seventh ranked michigan or you know say it's ohio state that beats michigan state you know the fifth ranked uh ohio state or yeah and so th- there's just a lot of just weird things that have to happen and if o- if oklahoma wins out great but i still just i don't know i just don't trust the committee to do the right thing
1: anybody else here before we move on anybody else want to add anything
3: i'll
0: just say guys the- oh 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 no
3: go. okay i'll just quickly say the dumbest thing they've ever done Is have whoever the chairman is trot out there and try to explain this stuff. Gary Barney gets massacred
1: every week by the media. It's
3: all they just get in the room and they get the rankings and then they're like, Okay, what we have to justify this now, so let's get some reasons going. But I mean, I haven't paid as much attention to it in the last few years because obviously the frogs are involved. You know, I remember back in twenty fourteen, Jeff Long just every week was coming up with whatever reason for for it.
1: But it's it's also In retrospect, he's like the worst possible guy to Oh yeah, there answering
3: questions. It's it's been a mess, but whoever draws the short straw on that, like I'm sure there's some good money associated with it. But Mm -hmm. keep me away from that job of trying to answer why I put you know one loss Oregon above Ohio State and Cincinnati. It's just it's a it's a dumb dumb situation. But
4: anyway, that's that's all I had to say. Yeah, they just need to talk hire a few bloggers to uh represent well Roger team. Goodell. Roger Goodell's yeah. a human
1: shield. That's his yeah. job. Yeah, you just get a few good.
4: bloggers to represent each team and they can come up with the justification for the for the guy and then <laughs> let him trot out there and read the note cards. It's actually a very
0: for, good idea. Whether you had
1: time before we move on
0: for a hundred. Uh, I just I oh, think you guys underestimate the uh the amount of like the business money side goes into it. Like I understand that it's a cheap throwaway way like to say, like, well, it's a business, is what we do, but it is a business. I I do think it has a lot more to do with it than we want to admit as fans of sports, and that part sucks of it. But I I definitely think it has a lot more to do with it than than we want to see. My
1: counter would be then why the hell is Oklahoma not the
0: top four? Right? That's what the that's hell fair. That's yeah. fair. They're, but they're no, mad. I I just see,
1: see what you're saying. That that is the, the shafting of Cincinnati. Would leave Absolutely. us all to believe it. It's you know, like they basically put Wake Forest nine. They're like, uh, sorry, because here and here's my other big gripe. If Clemson had Wake Forest resume, guess where they are? They are number two, number two in these rankings. That's where they are. If you if you put a big paw over Wake Forest, right? There's my paw right there. Put a big paw over Wake. Um, uh, J- uh, Jacob, I'll let, you, I'll let you close us out on this.
2: I was just, just going to say, if, you, if you're if you going to give me $128 million like Roger Goodell has made over the last two years, I'm totally fine to go out and stand in front of people. and let them I will
1: eat all of your shit is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, I just, just put me and I, I will do it because um, that's basically his job. All right, let's move on here. Quick ad read, quick word from our sponsors here. Uh, prize picks, the best way to actually bet on the actual college football games that we love and we care about, the thing that makes us very happy most of the time. Uh, you guys can go to Prize Picks today, download the app right now. They've got touchdowns, passing yards, rushing yards, total points, over unders for you know all kinds of things. It's the most extensive props that you'll find anywhere. So go to Prize Picks today, download the app. It's available, once again, in most states. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L O C K E D O N, LOCKEDON. Locked on, you'll receive a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks.
0: From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: All right, friends, let's have some fun here with topic number two. It is Monkey Gates. So for those of you who are not aware of the situation, if I mess up at any point, please chime in. Jeff Banks is the Texas special teams coach. He came over from Alabama. Actually, a pretty big coup to get him uh, to come over from Bama to be the coach. He was married, and I feel like this is this is important. He was married. He is no longer married, and he has been in a relationship with a stripper. They are dating, but his, his, she was a exotic dancer, excuse me, who, who goes by the name. This is not made up. Well, it's made up by her. Paul Assassin. Paul. Uh, her name is Paul Assassin, and she has a monkey. I think the monkey's name is Gia, um, mm-hmm. is the monkey's name. So during trick-or-treating on, uh, whenever it was, Sunday night, I guess, um, there was a haunted house in their, in their house, basically. They kind of created a haunted situation, and at the end of it, the kids go to the front door and get candy. Well, according to Paul uh, Assassin, one of the kids... <laughs> disregarded a sign that says do not go past this sign there is a uh, there is a service animal past was on a gate according to her once again Kid went by the gate went up to the um, the monkey's habitat his, his cage situation put her hand, put their hand in it the monkey bit <laughs> bit the hand and apparently his oh, jaws had to be his jaws had to be removed from the child's hand. So my question to you all is, um, do we do he believe Bull, Bull Assassin? And number two, whose side are you on? Steven, lead us off.
3: Do you think he met this woman like at Costco
1: or at Walmart?
3: I think like- I think it's a very nefarious <laughs> way that he met this woman. Okay, well, that's, that's just the first thing I wanted to say. I didn't know – They had like a meat cute at the Costco or something, but, um, well, first I think since we're talking about Texas, I'm on the side of the kid because it is all gas, no brakes. That's their motto. That's mentality. He saw the sign. He's not going to listen to it. He's going to keep going. Okay. He's getting after it. He's exploring. This is his business. Um, so that's, that's the first thing I'm, I'm on the side of the child. Uh, I love the story. I think this is the best proof that Texas has uh, shown so far that they are ready for the SEC because this is an SEC story through and through. Um, And they're not really putting a great product out on the field, so why not get involved with this? The other funny thing to me is this is like – this was on Reddit yesterday. That's where I saw it kind of break. And I really felt like it was just an internet thing. But my, like, my lovely mom, who is a sweet, innocent person, she texted me about this story, like, before we got on. So apparently it's made it to, like, the local news or the paper. Cause That's the only place she, like, she's not on Twitter. So we've, we've gone mainstream. <laughs> Gia and Pole Assassin have gone mainstream, which is great for them. Um, and I also love that she was, like, trying to defend herself and the monkey on Twitter yesterday. Like, nobody nobody's sticking up for the monkey. Like, I'm just, I agree um,
1: with this. That's right. John, nobody. John,
4: John, are you on monkey side? I mean, you got to give the monkey, you know, a little bit of, a little bit of defense. Like if, if a hand gets stuck in your cage, I mean, there's a good chance it's going to get bit. I'm yeah. just saying, but I'm still with the kid. Like, you know, if you got an animal that's going to be biting people, you gotta, you also got to protect kids. If you're going to have them coming into your house and a sign just isn't going to do it for kids. I'm sorry. I've got a, a five-year-old. She may or may not read a sign. I'm just gonna say that we we also uh, do need to question the
3: parents who let their kid go to a party led by pole assassin. I did factor that into my thinking just now. Well, yeah. but you but you think <laughs> well, it's I Jeff Banks' yeah.
1: house it, yeah. it, it's trick or treating. So you think it's Jeff yes, Banks' okay. house? That's true. Yeah, and you're going. Well, I mean, maybe maybe they should you're just know at about the her, Banks right? residence. Maybe maybe they should <laughs> go there. <laughs> so Jeff Banks has a very questionable past here. uh linda what about about, what's going on
4: yeah we're 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 underplaying the fact that he's not just the special teams coach he's the assistant head coach he is at texas and also the tight ends coach and i'll leave it at that
1: um he's got a lot of responsibility i'm sure he's one of the he's probably one of the best recruiters uh linda your thoughts what if your daughter ignored the sign would you be mad at the owner of the monkey would you be mad at your daughter The monkey, who are you mad at? No,
0: I would 100. Okay, because here's the thing. Um, John said my daughter may or may not read the sign. My daughter may read the sign and go, I'm going to stick my hand in it anyway. I'm going to touch that monkey before we leave this house. Like, absolutely. there's a very good chance. So I'll be on the monkey side if my kid, like, there's a sign. But also, I'm pretty peculiar about where I take my kid trick-or-treating. And we don't really do haunted houses i don't really do jump scares so as a whole mm. we just go to like oh those lights are on that feels safe there's no like smoke and mirrors um but i think i'm on the monkey side like first of all probably pole assassin shouldn't have a pet monkey i think that's it was fair. part of her act do you ever Stage see a video uh, I mean, yeah Broadway, i the jerry least question springer video. video she's been I'm... on jerry springer she, she has with Gia she the monkey. Is,
1: I will say this. She is quite athletic. I will give her this. That is the one kind of thing. That, I mean, she's I just, it's Four fantastic
0: content and the kid shouldn't have stuck his hand in or her. I don't know. Their hand. Je- in Jeff the- Grimes.
1: Jeff Grimes. Jeff Banks. Uh, eye for talent. Right. I think that's the one thing. That, that's that's one of what we can say.
0: Also, I like saying special teams coach because I'm I have the kicker thing that I just like. So it's like extra funny <laughs> to me. <laughs>
1: Uh Jacob, would this ever happen in the state of Utah involving anybody <laughs> in a <BYU> football
2: program? <laughs> hey. A, no, uh in terms of a football program, I feel like I but I take. Here's the thing. With John and Linda, I have a 5-year-old daughter. I've got a 3-year-old son. Neither one of them are paying attention to that sign. They're going to exactly. be like, "Ooh, cool. Monkey. Let's go let's go see the monkey." Like uh, that's what we're doing. But the, the the thing about this is this is so like college football it's not even funny it, just, yeah. it, it fits this sport so perfectly i saw i saw a, a post uh, from the reddit twitter feed that kind of led me to start looking into it and reading up on it And i'm like this is just getting more and more ridiculous so it's just it is the like almost most like iconic and most like perfect college football story that i can imagine coming out right now
1: yeah and the one thing so the best part of the story obviously is that Jeff Banks is dating, he's left his wife and children to date somebody whose name is Pole Assassin. Like, Paul Assassin is the best part of the story. Absolutely. Both by name and by trade. Um, secondary <laughs> part of this, and I pointed this out last night, and, and um if you go to the initial tweet, Tom Campbell tweeted this out. He is not verified, and that's that's where this sport really like this is why this sport is awesome. Because unverified people can tweet stuff out, and it turns out he might have been totally accurate on this. This guy tweets out Tom Campbell. He says, "quote I'm hearing a report from a credible source." He misspells report, so I'm not sure you guys. I'm not sure how you guys value spelling. I'm not great at spelling, and and I'm but I'm always really angry when I misspell something in a, in a tweet or mess something up. I messed up a tweet with Steven the other day. I typed the wrong person. I kingdom for an
2: edit button on Twitter.
1: Yeah, I mean, yes, and so this like so this is why I'm like I, I see the guy spelled report and I'm like there's no effing way this unverified guy who spelled report incorrectly is correct. This guy nailed it. It seems like it's now it, it's not this whole thing is you know um, this is not Jeff Banks's Jeff Banks's uh, monkey by all indications. Um, but yeah, I would just like, like Paul assassin her explaining everything on the Twitter videos, then deleting her Twitter completely. Um, my hope is we haven't heard the last from this story.
3: Uh, we, That's no, we, get, we got a college football coach and an entrepreneur that he is dating. There's a lawsuit coming brother. These parents and also, are, he's
1: a, he's a top candidate for the Washington state job, which is like, this is, is he vaccinated? Um, it seems like that might, <laughs> that might be the last of his worries. That might be the last of his worries. Maybe i will look faster if he's vaccinated. <laughs> anyway, as long as he's vaccinated, it's all we care about here in Washington State. All right, we can put up the rest of the stuff. All right, so anybody else want to close this out here? Anybody else got any closing thoughts on Paul Assassin, Jeff Banks, and the monkey that bit a child on
2: Halloween? I just I just want to see this play out on another I can't episode. wait for the kids. Like, it
1: needs to play out in, in public. This needs to happen more. And right. Orgeron is probably the happiest man alive right now. <laughs> well, <laughs> luckily for Texas, the college ball r- playoff rankings came out, and they're not in it. So there's no, like, because if I saw a Longhorns look at today, I'd be like, oh, my God, like, LOL. But we didn't see it today. So And that's not me making fun of them. I'm actually dead-ass serious about that. All right. Uh, before we get to our last segment, where we all give our what we're looking forward to the most this weekend, inside or outside the conference, plus our Sickos game, so everybody be ready to go after this. All right, we've got Built Bar. Uh, our friends at Built Bar, plenty of flavors. If you guys can't find something you like there, I'll be – I'm totally shocked. Uh, a bunch of different flavors right now, coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry bar chia, just to name a few. You guys can go there and also make sure that you're there every three to four days. They release new bars, and you never know what it's going to be. They send us some of them uh, sometimes – did you guys get the pumpkin one? The pumpkin one to me was, was pretty delicious. I got some of those. You guys didn't get them? do you guys get pumpkin bars? I, I did not. I that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, well, I, they must not have your email address, guy. or your, your mailing address, fellas. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened there. But they had blueberry and they had pumpkin. They were very good. Uh, I tried them. Right now, you can go to built.com. It's built.com. promo code LOCK15, one 5 Lock 15, and you'll get 15% off today at built.com. All right, friends, the last thing. It is time to look forward to the weekend. So give me a game that you're most excited about, and give me a sickeningly weird game that you're excited to watch that maybe nobody else is, or just whatever you want. This can be your time to riff and talk about what you're excited to see coming up this weekend jake i will go to you first
2: all right so the game i'm most looking forward to is one that linda will have an interest in is oklahoma state at west virginia obviously west virginia upsetting iowa state last week pretty crazy result from being frank uh, the mountaineers are now at 500 they're hosting oklahoma state they're in morgantown i'm really interested to see if west virginia can carry over what they did against iowa state against the pokes but I really think the Pokes' defense is up for the challenge, and I think they get out of there with a victory. But I'm still interested in that game. And then my sickos game of the week: we're going to the G5, North Texas two and six at Southern Miss one and seven. <laughs> oh, Both yes. teams are bailing on the com- on Conference USA. North Texas going to the American Athletic Conference. Uh, Southern Miss headed uh, to uh, the Sun Belt. This is a pillow fight, and I cannot wait for it.
1: All right, we'll go to Steven. Yeah, for my game of the week,
3: give me A&M and uh, Auburn. like that one. That'll be a good one in the SEC. And then my Sickos game of the week, Florida and South Carolina. Dan Mullen having an interesting week with press conferences. South Carolina really struggling in their year one under Shane Beamer. So that's my uh,
4: Sickos game. All right, Steven. That was Steven. So oh, Steven. Sorry, John. Yeah, it's done. Uh, so for the one I'm most interested in, I, I was going to say West Virginia and Oklahoma State, but uh, Jake already talked about that one. But I like Cincy and Tulsa. I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. Can Tulsa or can Cincy put it put a one on the College Football Playoff committee and Tulsa at the same time? And then the outside shot, the sicko. I don't know. I'm not going to call it a sicko's game because i would be disrespectful to these guys. But the Army Air Force game. I think that'd be a lot of fun to watch. It's always great to to see the military schools lock it up.
2: That one's in Arlington. Is that right?
4: Yeah.
1: Yeah, which is pretty cool. cool. I, like, I like that for them. Uh, all right, Linda, you're up.
0: I also am looking forward to Auburn and A&M. Those, that'll be a game that I watch pretty closely on Saturday. And then um, I didn't pick a sicko game this week, but I do want to tell you that I implemented it into a, uh NFL game this weekend. So I've just adopted the phrase sicko, sicko game. That's like my new favorite. What's, so do you you said you have an that. NFL sicko game? Yeah, Houston and Miami is going to be disgusting. Oh
1: though. my god, that is
0: <laughs> absolutely the,
1: oh the Deshaun Watson trade that didn't happen, Bull. That is That's that is what that game. Yeah. Is. Um. All right. So I am really looking forward this week actually to UTSA and UTEP. Those two teams are going to tussle at ten fifteen, uh, Eastern Standard Time. There was talk of this game potentially being uh, a a marquee game. You know, maybe there's send game to there. Did not happen. Another one I have my eye on, uh, Washington. Do us a favor this week and take out Oregon. Do us all a favor and let this end before it goes too far. Look, Oregon's in a crash and crumble like they always do. Anthony Brown, I saw play of him at Boston College. No interest. I, I know it's going to happen there. Um, but I think that game's really intriguing. And then in a Sickos game. How about this one? Late at night. 10.30 ESPN. and USC going up against Arizona State, who just got waxed at home by Washington State with an interim coach. I believe they turned it over on their first three possessions of the game in that one. Um, Absolutely horrible stuff there, so that's that's very exciting. All right, everybody, time for us to all go around and plug our shows. Uh, Jake, you're first.
2: Follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter for all the work I do outside of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where you can follow Locked On Cougars wherever you get your podcasts. It's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, Locked On Cougars. Talking BYU and obviously very excited to talk about the Big 12. Now the BYU is going to be on their way into the conference.
0: Fantastic. Linda? You can find me and all my work at Lindellians on Twitter. And then the show is at locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter and locked on pokes on Facebook and all, all, all listening apps. listening
4: apps, John. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at John nine Williams. On Twitter for the show Locked On Sooners and Facebook Locked On Sooners, and we're on Instagram, but I don't I don't know how to do Insta, so I'm, I'm still working on that. Uh, but hey, Locked On Sooners is now on YouTube, so go hit that subscribe button. Yeah, do it. My brother-in-law told me he said you can't tell people to smash the subscribe button, but it, I was approved to say hit or press. So please do that to the subscribe button. Um, <laughs> yeah, and that. then you can uh, also read my work on the Sooners over at the Sooners Wire at USA
1: uh, Mr. Simcox,
4: I am at
3: Simcox Steven. The show is at Locked On TCU, and we got a coaching search going on, man. So uh, tap in. Interesting things going on in. Fort we West. didn't even
4: talk about that.
1: I know. Well, Steven and I, full disclosure, did do a full episode on this, right. and so TCU Corner has been like a ongoing thing. Let's revisit it. We'll, we'll we'll have a longer TCU Corner coming up next week. I can promise everybody at home that uh, you can find Locked On Big Twelve. Where you guys get your podcasts. Also, find us on YouTube as well. Uh, We're over 300 subscribers, so we appreciate everybody who's subscribed. Keep hitting that uh, subscribe button. Smash it, poke it, whatever you guys want to do. Please continue to do that. You can find me on Twitter at LOBig12. You can find me personally at Neighbors underscore. Folks, until next Tuesday night, and we get really angry again. It was a pleasure.